Live from Queensland, Australia, it's... Speak away, bruv. A show where two brothers just shoot, shoot the, the breeze. breeze. My name's Bailey. And my name's Cooper. So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo. Yeehaw. And it's go, 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 lovely listeners, as we begin another episode of Speak Away, bruv. Yeehaw! Hello there, lovely listeners. Place your bets because it's time for some sport. Um, today, we are going to be talking about the sport. We're going to be talking about some sporting in our uh, final segment of the day, the sports page. We're replicating. The layout of a newspaper for our episode today, you know, the sports come on the last page of the newspaper. You could say that we're taking it to the Ned's level. You could say that. And for those of you who don't understand the regional reference, uh, it's from a local sporting uh, sport uh, bet company who I can't remember the name of. And it's not just for copyright reasons. It's Ned's level, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the name. Is it? Something like that. Mm. Well, anyway, we're going to take it. Yeah. We're going to take it to the Ned's level. So, um, we're going to talk about some sport later in the episode, um, and we're also doing a tell me why this episode. Cooper's got a question for me that he's going to ask. No idea what it is yet, but I guess we'll find out. Mm. Mm, he's contemplating. Uh huh. Can you not eat so close to the microphone? Because this is not an ASMR video. <laughs> no, stop it. I will edit that out. I don't like it. Oh, God, I'm muting your mic. It's. I'm not liking it. I don't know if the, the listeners can hear it. But I'm I, not liking it. Yeah. yeah it, uh. So anyway, there'll be a tell me why uh, a little later in the show. But first, and now that Cooper's finished his lunch and I've stopped having carbonated drink burps, <laughs> we can get into Top of the Show. Top of the Show to you, lad. Uh, and in Top of the Show, uh, we want to just quickly mention it. We're going to probably go into a bit more detail in next week because we want to talk about John Wick because the new John Wick movie comes out next week. But we want to uh, express our... Um, our condolences for the the tragic and sudden death of Lance Reddick, who played, um, and Cooper and I disagree on the name of this character, but he played the concierge in the John Wick films. Uh, and he was also in The Wire, and he's going to be in the upcoming Percy Jackson series. He's, you know, a tour de force of an actor who tragically passed away um, just yesterday at the age of 60. So we wish his family um, all of the best, his family and friends. We offer our condolences um, and and we mourn his loss. Yeah. So rest in peace, Lance. Now, Cooper, the rest of Top of the Show, to bring it back up to, you know, our usual level, you've got some car news to yes, share with us today. our usual level of hi. 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 Walk us through your car news, Cooper. So this is something that we didn't get to last week because of, you know, me just complaining about his car choices from the Dream Car Garage episode last week. 
It was just me complaining. Yes, because you're a petulant child. No, I'm not. Do you know what petulant means? Oh, God. Anyway. He doesn't know what petulant means, so he can't say that he definitely isn't. So I'm right though. You're very annoying. So <laughs> Oh my god. Um so actually adding on to that, one of those new cars. So we were basically gonna talk about new cars coming up this year, but one of those cars is actually released since last episode. Mm-hmm. And it is the Ferrari Roma Spider. Okay. So, and a, a spider for people who don't know is a is a convertible car. Yes. It's another word for a convertible. Yes, it's another word for a convertible, and yeah, so it's the convertible version of the Roma. Yep, and you know, I've showed Bailey the car. I actually showed him the spec that I did on the configurator, and it looks very much like an Aston Martin. Well. Its rival is the Aston and the Bentley. But I I just think that when you're a car manufacturer, the way to compete with your rival is not to make a car that looks exactly like your rival's car, especially when your rival's car is likely going to be a lot more cost-effective than yours. What do you mean cost-effective? Well, in terms of what's going to cost more, a Ferrari is going to cost more than an Aston Martin. I wouldn't get too ahead about that. Really? I've told you this. Aston Martin way overpriced their cars. I know, but still, compared to a Ferrari convertible. Here, we'll do a comparison real quick. We are going to look up the price. You look up the price of the Aston Martin DB11 Volante. I'll do the Roma Spider. Actually, no, it doesn't have a price, so I'll just do the Ferrari Roma. Just don't do the Volante. I'll do the DB11. Make sure it's Australian. Yeah, I've got an Australian figure. What? From $382,007. Not that much more on the Ferrari. $409,888. I mean, that's still a difference of thirty grand, And that's without yeah. options. Yeah, that's base price. So you are still looking at you know, an instance where you can get an Aston, which looks very similar to that Roma, but for less money. I actually, I mean, what do you think looks similar about it? Well, I I don't necessarily think that that Roma looks like this DB11, but I I think you can agree. It has Aston style. It has an Aston style, like even... I saw one before. See, it looks a bit more like, is it the Valhalla? That's a hypercar, Bailey. I know, but if you look at that, like some of the lines. That Valhalla is the real one. If you look at some of the lines of that and compare it to the lines of that um, Roma, like with the grill, with the general body shape, you know, it kind of looks like that, that Valhalla right there. If you combine, if you compare prices, that's a million dollars USD. I know, but still, I don't know. I just, it, I do agree with I you. I think, I think it's as simple as this. I think if you want to buy a Ferrari, 
you want the Ferrari look and that car doesn't have it. Yeah, you know what the Ferrari look is? It's more like the F12 or the 812. Yeah, or, that's what or the Enzo or the La Ferrari or any of those cars. They have Ferrari have very specific line of their like car body. The F40 and the F50, that's where it's really at. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean, but see that car's not like that. It rivals those cars, so they mm. all I mean, I still think that the Bentley looks the best and it is the best. And, I mean, talk about cost effectiveness. The Bentley's a lot less money. Would it be? I think so. Look it up because I can't be bothered to time pump on my phone. What are we looking the Continental GT? Continental GT. AUD. It's probably around the same price. Holy... That that is way more than I thought it would be. Four hundred and thirty-nine. Not much more than the than the Roma. It's not much more than the Roma. It's a lot more than the Aston. It's a lot more than I would think for that car. Don't even look up Rolls Royce. But um, see, here's the thing with a Bentley. You don't really want to buy a Bentley brand new. You want to get one. You want to get it used. Well, I'll tell you a story. So you see that Mulsanne there? Yeah. So there's a YouTuber who bought one, start of 2021. That's just a Rolls Royce. It's better than a Rolls Royce. Is it really? Yeah, I prefer that way more. Mm. But um, it's actually not made anymore. But the um, someone bought that, mm. a YouTuber, in 2021. Yeah. It was a 2019 model, 440,000 US with all the options. Holy moly. But that was with like a fridge and all that, all these crazy options. Like a wine fridge or something. Champagne fridge, which is like $12,000. Yeah, right. But do you know how much he paid Canadian for it? How much? 100 grand. What do you mean? 100 grand Canadian for that car, maybe two years old. Oh, as in it was worth 440 and he got it for a, a that's, hundred. That's what the price was. That's how much it was from brand new. And he, and he got it. Oh, my. That's like a quarter. Two years later. A quarter. That's how much they go down. Wow. So they just instantly depreciate. And, you know, rich people who buy that, they don't care. But that means that less rich people can get a bargain one. And that car had like 20,000 kilometres. Holy. So that's that's pretty good price, and it was in good condition. I mean, it's a good price for you as the second-hand buyer. Yeah, like they don't do it as much anymore, but they still depreciate. So you want to get one used. Yeah, right. So I would love a Bentley. And plus, you know, does the Ferrari have like massaging seats and the beautiful interior that the Bentley has? Does it have yeah. the elegance? Well, I mean, that's the question. The Bentley was a high consideration for me instead of the S-Class. Yeah. See, I I quite like the idea of the Bentley, but I honestly thought they were a little... I did not think they were that expensive. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought they were more in the tier of like Bentley and... Uh, sorry, not Bentley. Uh, Mercedes and BMW. Like the high end of those was kind of the low end of Well, Bentley's, Bentley's. Bentley's real rival is Rolls-Royce. They were actually owned right. by Rolls-Royce at one point. Right. Interesting. But um, to get off that and onto a few other cars that are coming out. Yep. 
So from Ferrari, we've got the SF90 VS, which is the hardcore version. And VS means? Versione Speciale. Oh, special version. Yes. So it's going to have a different name, maybe like Speciale or GTO, Pista, something like that. Right. So the VS is kind of like a placeholder. Yes. And uh, so that's coming out probably later this year. Probably later this year, maybe next year would be the 812 replacement, which I'll just show you. So I was telling you how they basically just put a V12 and aroma to do the testing. There's okay, proof. Yeah. Oh, and they've got some sort of QR code as the wrap on it. Well, as I told you, that's the basically that's the, how they prevent them from seeing the bodywork underneath. Yeah, even though it's just aroma, so they don't really have to do that. But mm. you know, they still want to hide it, and there's going to be a V8 or V6 hybrid version of the. V12 SUV that they released at the end of last year. Oh, okay. So, you know, the more mainstream one, there's going to be the one I'm most... They're competitor for the Urus, yeah. Actually, I watched a video and they're saying... The guy said, you know, they're saying it's not an SUV. Right. And... What are they saying that it is? (laughs) Well, Ferrari call it the FUV. So... SUV stands for sports utility vehicle. They're saying it's the Ferrari utility vehicle. But this guy was saying that it's more of an estate kind of thing. It would rival the Porsche Panamera or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's not got that kind of high Well, I mean, it's low to the ground, like really low. You need a front lift on it. Oh, gosh. But right. um, so it's 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 more a competitor for as you said. It's a Lusso replacement, which was a va- which that Ferrari was a wagon. Like remember the Ferrari FF? Not really. But you kind of know what I'm talking about when I say Ferrari. Vaguely. It's kind of like the replacement to that. But um, the one we're really excited for is the Aventador replacement. Yeah. That's going to come out any might come out while we're doing this podcast. I don't know. Right, so we're waiting on the announcement of what that is going to look like. Yes, we are waiting on the announcement. We've already they've already released the engine and all that, and okay. the carbon tub. So they're yep. releasing a teaser every Tuesday night. Cool. Uh, there's going to be a Hurricane replacement soon, a Hybrid Urus, everything. Right. A new generation of Porsche 911 and 718. Yeah. Electric Macan, a Tura Spider. Okay. Which you'd take a P1 over an Artura now, I know. Well, I I don't know. I just kind of want that McLaren. Like, this is for our dream garages that we talked about last week. I just want that kind of McLaren look. I and prefer the P1 way more. I'd own a P1. Yeah. The P1's really the only McLaren I would really own. Yeah. But I then mean, I'd have a LaFerrari. I probably, if I were actually going to buy a McLaren, I'd go into a lot more detail than I went into to do the... The dream cars. Yeah, but, you know, there's going to be that. That's probably it for what we're going to talk about. But, you know, if there are any other cars that people know are going to come out, because there are a lot more, uh, let us know what you think. Mm. Going to be possibly another Alfa Romeo come out. Oh, okay. Based on a Maserati, another Maserati. Everything's coming out basically at this point. Car manufacturers are still making cars. We love it. We love to see it. Yes. Now let's get on to... Tell me why Ain't nothing but, but a heartache Tell me why Well, 
we're gonna talk about some stuff. Yes. Uh, we are. So yes, it's tell me why. So Cooper's got a question for me today. Yes. Um, that Declan has helped him come up with. Would you like to hear it? I would very much like to hear it. So this question is, is NAPLAN relevant? Oh, okay. Okay, so for our international viewers, NAPLAN is a standardized test undertaken by students in years three, five, seven, and nine. Uh, it used to also be done by year 11 students, but um, uh, do I go into the long version of this story? Basically, to try and collapse this into a very short retelling of this, there are a bunch of different systems and testing through which um, senior students get their um, high school certificate, which is... Uh, evidence that they've graduated from high school. Um, one of the ways that uh, Queensland used to do it was through this test called the QCS, um, which no longer exists. It was replaced by a system called ATAR, which is more... Wasn't it OP or was it QCS? So, sorry, the system was OP and then so you would get an OP result, which was a number between one and... Twenty-five. In terms of your OP, I assume negative because you are not OP. And you are rude. <laughs> um, no, you know what I am? I got Savage. A, I got a very good OP, I'll have you know. Okay. Okay. To be honest, I don't doubt that actually. I was just joking. So the OP was determined through a mixture of, and I don't remember any of this because I deleted it from my brain after I graduated, but basically you would get your OP based off your results in your subjects, which were ranked on a massive scale from what kind of level of achievement you were at in that subject. You would then also do a test, a standardized test called QCS, which was like three, maybe it was only two days. No, I think it was three. It was three days in about the middle of the year where you would do two math tests a writing test and a reading comprehension test. And so, and there might've been even one more. I really don't remember anything about the OP system because it also doesn't exist anymore. So why would I need to remember it? It doesn't exist or it doesn't exist here. It doesn't exist anywhere. Queensland was really the last state holding on to it because it used to be a bit more widespread. I mean, the QCS was always, because that's Queensland something something yeah okay and actually we got to talk about this so naplan used to be three five seven nine eleven now it's only eleven yes no it's not only eleven they got rid of eleven they got rid of eleven so it's only three year three through year nine yes and it, they actually talked about at one point phasing it out completely because they didn't think that it was necessary anymore and i a hundred percent agree with that sentiment. Yes. Back in year seven, when I first heard about it, I was like, so let me hope that they phase it out by the time I go to do it in year nine. And I'm now in year nine and I have to do it. Yes. So Cooper's done the first two tests of the NAPLAN. There's two more to go that he'll do this week. I just find standardized tests of that nature to be, um, not relevant. Not relevant and not beneficial to students. 
they're beneficial Fair. to educational institutions because they allow them to add good results to their marketing metrics. Fair. I agree with you. Um, this is the first time we've ever agreed. This is the first time we've ever, ever in our lives. But, you know, it's, I, I just find that, you know, what can teaching staff really learn from how a student does a standardized test? You know, what can, what can a science or a business teacher learn from what a student does in their writing exam? You know, and yes, you could look at their math exam and go, oh, these are their proficiencies in math. But, you know, I'm not very good at math. As, Neither. As, as an abstract, you know, mathematics, but I'm really good at business-based math and kind of economics and finances because that's very different. See, I'm just not good at math in general. But, you know, you also don't do a lot of, like you're doing business now at mm-hmm. school, but, you know, it might be that you find an aptitude for business-based mathematics or maybe you just don't. But, you know, for me, when I look at things like NAPLAN um, that are done every year, you know, you just waste so much time prepping for it that takes away from your actual education experience. Yeah, yeah. NAPLAN's just useless in my mind. Yeah. I so want it to be gone. Because, you know, you're not even doing NAPLAN at the school that you go to because no. the school that you're in distance ed at is... I could have. Yeah, but it's an hour and a half away. Well, that means that I would have to drive an hour... That we'd have to drive an hour and a half, basically three hours, four days in a row. Yeah, not to, in do, a row, to do like a two-hour test. On Not even, probably two hours including the time that you have to sit at the school waiting and then wait for everyone to get there, do the test, and then wait basically two hours at the school for three hours of driving. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a full eight-hour day. Yeah. So I've gone back to the school that I was at last year to do it as a visitor. And so really, like, you know, what... Like, your school are going to get access to your data, but, like, what are they going to learn from how well you did or didn't do in NAPLAN? Nothing. They're not going to learn anything. No. They're going to learn that you're getting better at creative writing, but... Yes, because I did a really good story that I took, unfortunately, from some Bailey inspiration. What can I say? I'm an inspiring person. but It um, wasn't from Bailey. It was something that Bailey got me on to. Well, you know, I'll take whatever I can get. A.K.A.? Mr. Ballin podcast. Shout out John Ballin. Um, Thank you. We appreciate your service. We we very much do. But, you know, like they can also learn that from an assessment they give you in class or a worksheet that they do in class. You know, it, all of the benefits of NAPLAN can be achieved in the classroom. The benefit of NAPLAN is not for really for the students. It's for the school. And that's why I draw issue with it because fundamentally I believe that if you're providing a good educational experience, that will speak for itself and you don't need to promote your metrics because metrics can be misleading. You know, you can have, you know, in NAPLAN, and I always forget the bands of how it all works, but let's just say, 
you know, your OP results. Because I can't do ATAR because I don't understand the system. But well, I've never done ATAR, you know, so OP, I wouldn't know. OP is one is the best, 25 is the worst. Say you got like... Okay, that's very confusing, first of all. One is the best, 25 is the worst. Yeah. So Normally in tests, is one, of, one is the worst and 25 but is also, the best. But also, if you're number one, you're the best. I get it. Uh, it just confuses my brain. Not a numbers, man. So... You know, if you look at, you know, a school, for example, gets seven OP1s and they put that out there and they go, look at all these OP1s that we got. But they don't mention that they also got seven OP25s, which is actually kind of impossible. You kind of, you would have to purposefully try to get anything below an OP16. Why? Just the way the test works and the way that... The, the way that the OP system was designed, it kind of made it very difficult to get below a 16. But they still Bet existed. Bet you I could do it. I would welcome you to try, but it's dead. I'll, I'll find one online. So anyway, so... And I don't want to do it. So, yeah, but, you know, they're not looking... They're not publicizing the fact that... Yes, they had this small band of students do very well, but they also had this, you know, possibly larger band or equal band of students get the lowest possible result. So, you know, you're kind of cherry picking the information that you use to present to people for marketing purposes. And I just, you know, I'm of the opinion that if you're providing a great educational experience for your students, that will speak for itself. Yeah, so I think we've talked enough about NAPLAN at this point. I certainly would agree with that statement. So let's stop talking about NAPLAN. Let's go down to the field, lovely listeners, and let's have a chat about some sport. You can tell he's lagging right now. What do you mean? So anyway, he hasn't had any coffee today. That's the problem. I don't drink coffee. I'm a you very, know this. I'm very aware. That's why you're stumbling. You're stumbling. I'm not because um, I've had coffee this morning. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so we are here in the Southern Hemisphere moving into winter. So our summer sports, our swimming, yes. our, our lovely beach weather. I as mean, it hasn't been lovely beach weather. It's been awfully hot the yes. last few weeks. And as you would say... Winter is coming. Winter is winter is coming. What even um, is that line from? Game of Thrones. Uh, see, I heard it off Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's where I know it from. Yes, because they were making a reference to Game of Thrones. I thought it was a Die Hard reference or something. I don't know. No. See, considering so, Jake's obsessed with Die Hard, so, you know. Evidently also obsessed with Game of Thrones. So we're moving away from the cricket and the tennis in this part of the world, and we're moving into... Uh, I was trying to come up with a fun anecdote. For We're moving into other winter sports. We're moving into rugby and cars because it's... Woo! it's the, Even though that the car one is also in areas where it's going to be summer soon, so you know. Yes. Well, and it's going to go until pretty much summer here as well, so you know. Well, Cooper, I really don't need you to deconstruct this like this. We're just trying to talk about... Really trying to talk about the football and the F1 here. Okay, so let's get into the NRL. Put your bets in. The NRL, so the National Rugby League, which we call football because football seems to be a universal, interchangeable term. 
Um, some people call soccer football. Some people call football football. Uh, some people call rugby football. Some people call F1 football. I don't know. Apparently you call everything football nowadays. I'd be really interested to meet somebody who calls <laughs> F1 football because I'd be like, do you fundamentally understand this sport? I know, right? But, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe someone is using some sort of uh, spherical uh, Maybe it's the driver pad. that calls it football. Maybe. Maybe it's, maybe it's Max Verstappen. Maybe. We've we'll got to get on to that because we'll I just there. looked at qualifying for this ex- this next F1 race. Well, we'll get there when we chat about the F1. But first, we're going to talk about the NRL. So the NRL is the National Rugby League. Um, it is, we're in the third round now. So three weeks ago, it started. And we've got the neck, we've got the final few games of this round coming up this afternoon, tomorrow. But uh, Cooper, now your, your mug has disappeared between when we were having lunch at the very I'll start of the episode. I'll go get it if you want it. <laughs> no, it's fine. I remember what it looked like. You had a, uh, a North Queensland Cowboys mug. Yeah, so I used to be a supporter of the Cowboys. I even used to have a camp chair that said Cowboys on it. Wow. Yeah, that's what I used to play video games in. Yep. But, you know, ever since JT Jonathan Thurston left the Cowboys, I haven't really had much interest in the NRL in general at all. Wow. So you you were just in it for JT. Well, he was amazing. But also, I didn't really have that much interest in it back then. Just once he was gone, then it less interesting. Yeah. I mean, Cooper and I are very, very in and out casual viewers of the NRL. It's really just, you know, um, Declan, who will be coming over and, and having a chat with his professional opinion on the on the NRL for this season in a minute. But Declan's the true sport diehard among us. Um, but, you know, Cooper and I will watch parts of games and yes. socially chat about he it. He is the sport diehard and there is an imposter among us. There is. No one's ever said that. It's you. You're the imposter. You're not doing your tasks. Hey, Brown is sus. I just said brown because I'm red, so... No, I'm I'm red, you're orange. Okay, well, red is We're always sus. We're talking about hair colour. Red is always sus. Well, guess what? You're sus. You're not doing your tasks. You're a sussy No one's barker. played Among Us in years. Oh, I still see some people play it, but... I see barely any. It's not a trend anymore. No, it's not trending. Anyway, back onto the NRL from that brief detour into Among Us. Um, so you're, you were going for the Cowboys. Do you have another team that you now go for or do you, oh, of you course. do. I have a little bit, I have a new spark right. in You've the NRL. A new, a new lease on life. A new lease on life. How does that work? It's just an expression, Cooper. Okay. Well, I'm going for the Dolphins. Dawn of the Dolphins now streaming on Stan. Right, so you're going you're going for the new guys on the block. So basically, there's this new team, the Redcliffe Dolphins, coached by Wayne Bennett, and their biggest supporter is Dwayne Bennett. I know, very confusing. It's also just a, a, a little yes, marketing, it's publicity. A I little know. funny marketing thing. I know. I know you know. I'm explaining it to the listeners. Well, I only found out yesterday, but you know that. You know, so you know. Yes. 
I, I thought the actual coach was Dwayne Bennett. No, no, he's not. I don't know much about NRL. You can quite clearly see. But, you know, they're the, the new kids on the block. And this is their first year and they have not been defeated yet. They are undefeated. Yes, yeah, so they played their third game on Friday night and they, uh, again, pretty health, a pretty healthy um, point difference. Um, so they remain undefeated. Um, they've literally, in the entire existence of their club, never lost a, an NRL round. Nope. So you're going for the Dolphins. And there's actually a full series on... I don't think the Americans have Stan, but there's no, a, they don't, and they probably f- wouldn't get they wouldn't. a documentary about one of our NRL teams anyway. But there's yeah. a local streaming service called Stan, and they've done a documentary series about the formation of this new club and the training. Have they done that with any other NRL teams, or is this the first time we've ever had a? Um, I think it's the first time. Well, because it's been years since there was even a new NRL team. Like I think the last NRL team to get founded was the Gold Coast Titans. Really? Yeah, because every other team has kind of been around since I was very young. I mean, I remember the Titans being founded in like not, 2006 or not 2007. The Sharks, not the Gold Coast Sharks, which are not an NRL team They're I just found out NRL today. Team. They're not It's not even the Gold Coast Sharks. It's the Southport Sharks. They're a, a local community team. Yeah, and they have a shark tank. They do. They have a shark tank in their in their quarters. I would love that. Sharks might not still be alive. So obviously the dolphins need to get like a, a big pool for dolphins. That'd be even better. I like dolphins. You have to learn to do the fin if you're a dolphin supporter. Yes, there's a... Cooper's doing it right now. He looks like a unicorn uh, nodding. He's got his hand up above his head and he's doing Then like you have to do the sound wave. like what does a dolphin sound like? <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. Literally just did the same thing I did, just no. in a slightly different key. No, no, completely. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from dolphin sounds because one We are not an ASMR thing, and I've just muted his microphone. Not doing ASMR. <laughs> doing dolphin so- sounds. 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 Anyway, okay. now let's get back to what we were talking about. Let's do get you- right into the news. Now, do you have a team that you're going for? Is it the Melbourne Storm? Are you going for the Cowboys? Uh, great is question. Is it the Broncos? Is it the Dolphins? I don't know any other teams. He only knows the teams in southeast Queensland, and he also forgot to mention the Titans. Um, oh, and he said the Melbourne Storm. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, similarly to Cooper, I don't follow the NRL super closely, but I have an interest, and I, I do like the sport, and we do occasionally go to the games live because Declan loves it. And, I think um, I've only been once, actually. I've been a few times over the years. Um, and we're going to Magic Round in a few weeks, which is basically where all of the games are played locally. So they're all played at, at the stadiums here in Queensland um, or southeast Queensland specifically. So we're going to be going to that, um, which is very exciting. And um, really where my love of the game uh, kind of lies is um, 
there's a a rugby series that happens here in Australia um, every year called the State of Origin. And the State of Origin is three games played in the kind of middle of the year between end of May and early August. Yeah. So it's three games played by the Queensland Maroons and the New South Wales Blues. The um, the Cane Toads are the Queenslanders and the Cockroaches are the Blues. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're both named after pet uh, pests that yeah. are particularly prevalent in each region. Yes, but, you know, it's a very controversial, could you say? Because it's basically one state versus another. Yeah, and it's it's like it's like the NFL yeah. or or the the Premier League in in yeah. the US. It gets intense. Uh, yes. Sorry, the Premier League in in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really rare when someone gets their flannel ripped and punched in the face when you're at the pub watching something in Sydney when you're in New South when you're a Queensland supporter. So basically Cooper has just very clumsily <laughs> told a story about an incident that happened to me last year um, where I was at the pub with some friends watching the game. In, in my Sydney? Full, I was in Sydney. I was in my full Queensland regalia. and uh, Which is also probably asking, it's basically asking to be killed over there basically. No, it's not. Well, be hurt. No, it's not that either. It's showing my support for my team, just like all of them. It's and getting all... a lot of dirty looks, is what it is. Oh, I don't give a, I don't, I don't care about dirty looks. But um, yeah. So this guy took issue and uh, grabbed me by the shirt, ripped my flannel, and punched me in the face. Um, if I was there, I would have been laughing so hard. Right. I'd well, just be like, you. ha ha. Thank you for your support, Cooper. And then I would probably get punched it. in the face and be knocked out. Probably. Um, Even so though. anyway, that 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 happened and we just kind of, that happened. So anyway. Um, and we're going to insult him for it for the rest of his life. <laughs> I go, I, I really go for any team that has Queensland players on it, you know. So the Melbourne Storm have... Amongst others, Cameron Munster, who's one of our most prolific players in the state of origin. He is an insane footy player. Um, a lot of the Queensland players are on like the Cowboys and the Broncos and now the um, the, the Dolphins and the Titans as well. I really Thank you for that. that dolphin noise. Um so go the Dolphins! I, I don't really go for one particular team, but because of the Dolphins. household we live in, there is one team that I, I feel obliged to go for. Dolphins. And so I usually uh, support them. Dolphins. Is the Broncos. Dolphins. Uh, Declan, as he will say when he comes out here in a second, is a massive fan of the Broncos, has been all his life, loves the Broncos, sits at, like... Or stands in front of the TV so that no one else can watch it and um, gets very into the game. Yes. Now, I think we've talked about it enough. I think we have to get our special guest in now. Yes, I think I think we, us novices have talked enough. We need to get the professional now, in. I have figured out 
a some say. So why don't we both say our some says? Okay. You can go first. So this is some says like how they used to do on Top Gear with the SIG. Some say he's the original bucking Bronco on which the Brisbane Broncos were originally based on. I really screwed up the end of that. But you know what I mean. Um, Cooper, what's yours? No, Declan, that's not your cue to come in yet. Yes, Declan, please hold for two seconds. Some say he can sense what's going to happen in a game and then he walks off when he knows it's not going to be a good result. Ladies and gentlemen, Declan! Yeah, Declan! Woo! Oh my gosh, Declan, can I get your autograph? Hello there, lovely listeners. It's Bailey in the edit here. So, I I have some regrettable news. Um, Declan's segment on the footy was amazing, wasn't it, Cooper? It was, it was yes, really good it stuff. Yes, it was... It was really amazing for 10 minutes. Well, after 10 minutes, you gave up and left the room. I left the room and I had a nap outside. And then I came back in three hours later and he was still going. And then I sat on the chair and fell asleep here. As someone who listened to Declan's uh, breakdown in its entirety, I thought it was some amazing insights into the game and what he thinks about um, the players and, and how he thinks the season's going to go. Uh, but as Cooper did say, it did go on for many, many hours. And, so and we he ha- did sleep through the edit, by the way, this man right here. Well, he did end up sleeping through the edit. I just kind of highlighted the whole thing and have moved it into a separate file so that, you know, one day maybe we, we pull it out. and In a bloopers episode. Maybe. A very long bloopers episode. But um, we have had to cut Declan's uh, breakdown of the NRL season for time. We we really apologise to Declan for that. We know he's not going to be happy, but um, yeah, I'm just so scared. Have... He's not here yet, but I'm worried he no, can I have, hear. I us. haven't told him. So, oh, Declan, what are you doing? All right, guys, we'll. Uh, we'll Why let have you... you got a hammer in your hand? Oh no, the kneecaps protect them. Uh, we'll get back to you. Go- let you guys get back to uh, past. Bailey and Cooper, and we'll, uh, we'll, oh my God, Declan! Ah! Woo, Declan! What what a breakdown of the sport. We, uh. we love this. Cooper, wake up. Oh, Be oh, respectful. Sorry. Oh, 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 sorry, I can't keep it in. Oh, God. Um, yeah, uh. Declan, that was great. Declan, we, we love your work. Um, thank you so much for, for coming over to this side. We'll get you to head back to your director's chair. Um, I think that's all that really needs to be said on the NRL. I yeah. mean, I think that was pretty extensive. Yeah. All right, I need so, coffee now. My coffee wore off. Well, it'll do that when you go to sleep twice. <laughs> Good point. Um, okay, next. What are we going on to next, Cooper? We're going on to the AFL, kind of. No, we're not. Yes. I'm not we're... talking about the bloody AFL. Yes. Why not? Because I'm from Queensland. We don't do the AFL here. Well, we do, but you know. Well, we do. We have the Gold Coast Suns and the Brisbane Lions, but I am a Queenslander. I don't care about the AFL. I care about the NRL. I don't just care about sports in general, but you know. Oh, wait. Really? really? Was I supposed to put on that act? 
Oh, sorry, well, sorry, I mean, sorry. Given I that, care a lot about given sports. Given that you suggested this episode, now I'm seeing that you just wanted to talk about the F1. No, I do actually like the Dolphins, but I love AFL and V8 supercars. Yeah, you definitely don't love, love AFL. I love them both. They're both amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. AFL. We're not from Melbourne, so we're not bothered. We're not even bothered. Yes. Now let's go on to another not bothered. How else are we not bothered? V8 supercars, which is basically Australian NASCAR, where you actually go right. Yes, Australian NASCAR, where you actually, you know, um, don't just don't turn just left for an entire race for a, for a day. Um, so yeah, the V8 supercars, uh, you know, you race on tracks out, you know, in in the mountains or in an urban environment, and the V8 supercars as an Australian institution was always Holden versus Ford. So Holden Commodore international viewers, it's um, it's basically Chevrolet down here. It's basically Chevrolet or Vauxhall if you're in if you're in Europe. But um, if you get the boring cars, then <laughs> well, they don't get fun cars. They just get an Astra Diesel. Yeah, and that's what they have on their police TV shows: is just a man arriving in an Astra Diesel. That's it. Not drifting up in a Crown Victoria or something. Mm. So, yeah, so the V8 supercars have always been Holden versus Ford, but... Falcon versus... Commodore. Commodore. I don't know this sort of stuff. Well, but you do know what's kind of happened with the V8 supercars. Well, Holden was basically in 2017, Holden stopped making cars here in Australia and they went over to Europe, I think Germany. And then like last year... Two years ago, they stopped producing Holden. Full stop. They don't make them anymore. Yeah, so Holden's completely gone from the face of the earth. And Ford is now really America and Europe. Yeah, so Ford don't really do any manufacturing down here. We don't have any exclusive vehicles. No Falcon anymore. Yeah. So, Cooper, what are the kind of vehicles you could expect to see on the... I almost said on the starters blocks. It's not swimming. The new Ford the, Mustangs in the the starting grid. And actually, Jimmy Fallon was in that new Mustang race car. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a video. He was in a V8, an Australian V8 supercar. Yeah, he got a ride in one oh. because he's sponsored by Ford. Ah, I see. I mean, he did something on the new Mustang on the with a. Ford Lightning, Mustang Mackey, he's sponsored by them. He right, drives okay. a Ford. Oh, I see. All right, so so now it's the f- Ford are represented by the Mustang. What about Holden if they're no longer even manufacturing? I'm pretty sure they either use old, like, Holden Commodore V8 supercars or they just use Chevrolets, like right. Camaros, which... So a very different kind of environment how it was even 10 years ago. Yeah, to be honest, there's no point in that sort of stuff. I mean, I've seen not Brock Yates, Brock Gate. I don't know Brock Gates. Brock Gates, um, actual race car in real life, mm. and it actually has a real interior in it now. Oh, okay. Yes, a real interior. 
It, oh, so it's not like the sport into like the super bare bones. Yeah, it actually might be a replica, but I don't think it is. I think it is the real one. Interesting. And they just put like a what would the interior be? It's like you know that maroni like. Mm. N- what would the finish be called? Burgundy. Burgundy. No, I'm talking about the fabric kind of stuff. I don't know, leather upholstery? No, it's not leather. It's like fabric ish oh, stuff. Okay. Nylon, maybe? I don't know. Well, that's a fire hazard. Anyway, um, <laughs> it probably is. But, um, right. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have any interest in that. So let's move on to the F1. Let's move on to the F1 and, and I'll, I'll cruise back in my chair while you just well, lead this conversation. It's on interesting the F1. that you mention your chair because your chair is a Mercedes Petronas. Formula One team chair. There you go. So let me lean back in that one. And it you does go very far back. It does. It. I'm going to recline while Cooper walks you through the F1. And you don't even have to press a button. It just goes back all on its own. So now since we decided this, the uh, second race is going to happen tomorrow at 3 a.m. in the morning or at least our time. I was going to say that's bold of them to start driving at 3 a.m. in the morning. But where's, where is this? Is this the second round? Yep, second round. So the Where first, is it? So the first one was in Bahrain. Yes, over in the Middle East. Well, this is also in Saudi Arabia at Jeddah. Oh, okay, yep. And so there's going to be 24 rounds. Oh, wow, and okay. And following it, this one up is... Are they weekly? Uh, I think every two weeks. So fortnightly. That's why it'll take them till the end of the year to finish the season. Well, it's because next up we have Australia. Australia. Then Azerbaijan. Oh, Azerbaijan. Miami. A little less exotic. Emilia Romangia Grand Prix. I have no idea what that I'm sorry, is. Sorry, what? Emilia Romangia Grand Prix. You've clicked on the Australian Grand Prix. How good. Um, so then after that, Monaco, Spanish, Canada. Uh, Canada? Canada, yes. In Quebec, uh, Austrian, Jeep, uh, British, Hungary, Belgium, Dutch, Italian, Singapore, Japanese, Kota. United, are, you, are we really going through every yes, single Grand United Prix location? United States, Mexico. Could we not? Brazil, Las Vegas, Can and Abu I Dhabi. Can I over you while you do this? Well, that was the end of it. So. Oh, okay. But um, we've got qualifying results in okay, for this yep. race. So I'm actually quite happy with these results, kind of. Great. So in first place, so he's going to – this is basically determining where they're going to start on the grid. Yeah, on the starting grid. So first off, with Red Bull Racing, we've got Sergio Perez. Okay. The one that I like on Red Bull. Okay, copy that. Followed up by Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin. Don't like him. Now, this is a surprise. Mercedes, George Russell, the new driver. Not new, but he's only been in the sport for a few years. Oh, okay. In fourth, Carlos... He certainly, he certainly has the most boring name so far. George Russell. I mean, we had Sergio, we had Fernando, and then it's George. Well, we're going to... Hello, my name is Sergio, and I'm Fernando. 
Hey well, there, I'm George. How you doing, man? I do quite like George, though. He is a good guy and okay. a good driver. I mean, that's good. I mean, number four, Carlos Sainz Jr. Hello, Carlos. In fifth, Lance Stroll. Lance. Who is in fifth, and it's actually pretty impressive because he's got like two broken wrists and all that kind of stuff. Oh so. my, how is he driving a F1 car I with know. two broken wrists? His dad actually owns the team. Oh, nepotism. Uh, he's a good guy, though, I think. Not really a big Aston Martin guy. Number stick. No, number sticks. Number sticks. <laughs> number six is Esteban Ocon with Alpine. Can so, I ask a question? How many people are on this grid? Oh, uh, not that many. But, um, no, tell me how many people are on this I'm grid. I'm not going to tell you. So No, because, Cooper, we're running out of time. And don't you worry, can't just... I can get through it quick. If you stop interrupting. Fine, I'm going to sit back. Number seven, Lewis Hamilton. Number eight, the new Australian Oscar Piastri. Number nine, Pierce Gasly. Number seven, Nico Hulkenberg. Number 11, Joe, Joe Granolio, I think. Number 12 is the guy I'm going for, Charles Leclerc. Number three, Kevin Magnussen. Number 14, Valtteri Bottas. Number 15, Max Verstappen. Very surprising, that result, don't you think, Bailey? Sorry, he's just rocking on his chair like Sorry, a baby. What? Why is Max Verstappen? Why is that surprising? Because he, he's normally the one that wins and he's in 15th on qualifying. Well, he obviously wants to um, start from further back to make it a bigger win. If he does that, I'm going to be so angry. Uh, number 16, Yuki Tsunoda. Number 17, Alex Albon. Number 18, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Number 19, Lando Norris. And number 20, Logan Sargent. I, uh, who is this guy? Nick. Nick Delis, I think. Show me. Nick De Vries. Yeah. French. Yeah, okay. So that's the qualifying grid. Very surprising, actually. Right. Well, I'm I mean, happy with that grid. There you for go. For the most part. It'll be interesting to see who comes out on top of that one. So that's pretty much all we have to say on sport for this week. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Why? What else do you want to say? Well, do you want my predictions for who's going to win? This next round? Saudi Arabia? Yeah. So I think Perez will be, even though he's starting first, he will be top three, definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, Carlos Sainz might be in the top three. Yep. Lewis isn't that far back. He'll probably end up in fifth. Fourth. Uh, I'm expecting the McLarens to finish last, as always. Um, Who else? I'm expecting Max to make up some ground. If he doesn't, that's one, very disappointing, and two, I'm very happy about that. So, you know. It's very disappointing for fans of Max. Very good for Cooper, who is not a fan of Max. Fans of Max. Weird people. Don't be rude. Well, Some of our listeners might be fans of Max. Well, Max is crazy. There are, people only go for Max because he always wins. Right, okay. 
it's the it's the opposite of an underdog story. He's an overdog. Or it's because they're from Max's country. Right. Okay. Netherlands. Okay, so those are your predictions then for for this weekend's. Yeah, and Max oh, will sorry, probably win tomorrow's I... tomorrow's race. Yeah, I've got to actually check whether that's the right time, but you know, I'm just not bothered at the moment. I'm just not even bothered. Well, guess what? Take your being not bothered somewhere else because we're finishing up this episode. Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to have my third nap now. Sorry, bye. Okay. Wait a minute, your accent. Sorry, oh, you're not th- getting out oh, of I it. I thought he was going to nap before we had to get into it. You're not getting out of it, buddy. Okay, what what are we thinking? Hmm. So, I want you to do... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm having problems. Darren Locknear. Locknear or <laughs> Locknear? Either. I mean, I don't know a Darren Locknear, but I know Darren Lockyer, who's a former player for the Brisbane Broncos, former captain of the Brisbane Broncos. Yes, and that totally wasn't rigged at all. Right. Totally. So for those of you who don't know, if you Google Darren Lockyer and you listen to his voice, I always describe it. He's had some, over his years of playing the sport, he's had so much trauma done to his vocal cords that it sounds like he's gargling nails. Maybe that, maybe that's how he's good at the sport. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's his protein for the week. But let's see if Eating I can do this. Eating his nails because they're organic. Let's see if I can do this without destroying my voice. <clears throat> if you destroy your voice, I will start laughing. Well, lovely listeners, thank you so much for coming today to listen to the show. Jesus uh, Christ. I've knocked Cooper out with how uh, abrasive this voice is. Does he actually sound like that? Let me get you a clip of what he sounds like. This is not an excuse for you to not do the rest of it, but you know. Well, I think I think what was, if you look at, um, you know, the last six to nine... Oh, my God, you're right. ...having a, a CEO... Uh, so thank you very much okay. uh, to everybody for listening. This is a little bit worse than your impression, but you know. Well, you know, I, I can only do so much without destroying my own voice. So. It actually sounds like you are you have a, a, a mouth full of nails in your... Well, what can I like, say? I'm like very nails as in toenails or like, like screws? Like metal nails. Oh, my God, that'd be painful. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to today's episode, everybody. I will, uh, or rather we will, see you same time next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Let me tell you what I wish I'd known When I was young and dreamed of glory You have no control Who listens, who likes, who shares your podcast Thank you so much for continuing to listen to this show, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, And we will continue to make episodes for you so long as you continue to watch. So please do continue to watch these episodes. Pass them on to your friends. We really want to build a nice little community out of this show. 
Uh, if you want to catch up with us when we're not doing episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Podcast. And if you're looking for other places to listen to the podcast, it can be found on pretty much any podcasting platform at this point. So until then, thank you so much, lovely listeners, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.